Congratulations! You found it! The most inappropriate book club you never knew you were missing! Starring the original book divas Martha Steele and Vonnie Golden. And also featuring Megan Runyon, YA superfan. Rachel Young, a true crime goddess. Keith Steigert, Uber reader and romance junkie. These people are passionate about books. Maybe a little too passionate. Plotting world domination one book at a time, they are three book girls. You know, when you were talking about Jessica that she was on today, hurrah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we've got five today. Ooh, and Rachel's on two? Yep. Wow. It's a yep. party. Yep, five, which means we're going to have to keep our reviews short and sweet. Okay, I'll just be like, um, yeah, yuck. <laughs> yeah, yuck. <laughs> oh, come on. I have to have details because I want to read that one. Oh, my God. I know you don't like it. I feel bad because you should have read some paranormal romances or something. Don't worry. I'm going to make the mistake again ever. Yeah. Why did you? What did you? Why did I should have read? This was one of those times when I should have read the blurb on Goodreads. Uh, I'm going to start reading the blurbs again because (laughs) I have the shittiest reading week because I go into things thinking they're going to be all happy and cute. And then they end up being like terrible with like people dying or people, I don't know, leaving. And I'm like, what the hell? Like, All right, kids. Like I said, we, we have to keep our reviews short since there are five of us today. Mm-hmm. I'm reading it. I'm reviewing a children's book, so mine will be a real, real. Where's pitch. Bonnie? Ooh. Bonnie is at her niece's wedding in Is the amount of weddings this year? I know. She's in Kansas. No one could get married last year. Now they have to hurry up and do it before everybody says you're not allowed again. What did I? We have four send? before the end of the year. This year. <laughs> oh, I texted you the vagina slide. Rachel uh, didn't get the vagina slide. You gotta, you gotta send it to her too. She gets really. Rachel gets, you guys leave me out of everything. There's is too she, many. Ch- why are we put you back in the chat? You're gonna complain me. because we chat too much. You know you I, will. Uh, I didn't get it either. So, and I'm okay with not knowing what a vagina slide is. Hey, Rachel, <laughs> bullshit. Rachel is in that chat. Yeah, but I can't keep up with you, bitches. Exactly. <laughs> By the time I check my phone, it says forty-five missed messages, and I was like, I'm not going back to I, all that shit. I just had okay, to. I just had to point out that you're in the text where the slide oh, okay. was well, sent. Then I feel better. I'll just go back. <laughs> go I check just double. I double check. Where did that come from, Keith? <laughs> I'm on a smut book oh. Facebook. I was hoping for a Halloween theme. Actually, oh this well, time. Bonnie's not here, but. Didn't Bonnie send us the, the head? Book. Oh, dude, oh, the charcuterie, you the charcuterie face. The charcuterie face. Did you see that <laughs> oh one? Oh, my God. We got to send, send it quick. About that. Uh, that thing was awful. Bonnie's like, I'm going to make it. And I was like, please don't do that. I, know. I wonder how they did Hang that. On, I wonder if it, it was it, on Jessica. a mask or something. That must be okay. how they did it. I've Wait. seen them do it with like a more moldable cheese, like pimento or something. And you can shape it. And then you can. Oh so my god! I shared this. <laughs> Did you really? <laughs> Is that where she got Way it? To start from? it all, Jess. Way to so start seriously, it all. the Halloween thing for me. Um, when I have a Halloween party, I'm one of those people that just likes to go all out. And I have found over the years that there are some lines that you cannot cross. For example, 
One year, I, I was thinking, when you're serving things at a Halloween party, you want them to be gross, right? So I'm thinking, hmm, what kind of dessert could I serve? So, I, so what I did is I made tapioca pudding, and I put green food coloring in it. And then, no. I, then I'm I, out. I was out at tapioca. I was too. Then I peeled some yeah. grapes and stuck it in there, and not one person ate any of it. I because don't like tapioca. Nasty. It was so delicious. I love tapioca. No. No, but like the the food that you put out, just make like carrots in the shape of pumpkins or like cookies no. in the shape of bats. She doesn't do like no. your kitty Halloween. No. I am with Rachel. I, I make cute Halloween. Disgusting. No, I like the disgusting things. I like the mm. like the charcuterie no. board that looks like a peeled face. I just really need to know yeah. why that charcuterie board eye only has one pimento in its eye like where why is there not a pimento in the other eye well maybe the crows picked it out <laughs> maybe long pupil yeah yeah but I now guess. of course we we will put a picture yes. up on will our we, yes, we will because we will. if everyone else has Come to be subjected now, to that take one for the team i opened the chat and was like what the hell <laughs> <laughs> i don't even know if i acknowledged it i think i looked at it and went i'll come back to that <laughs> so what's the you mean none of you bitches has ever done anything like that for halloween no made any gross gross ish food i'm not a big fan of halloween <gasps> i just don't get it i've what? never cared about it oh no mine are all more cutesy mine are always cutesy i formally disinvite keith from the podcast <laughs> <laughs> You can't hate Halloween and be a part of this podcast. I didn't say I hate it. I said I don't get it. I don't really. My whole house is decorated. I have Halloween lights out on my front porch you know right I'm now. I'm not so much for the decorating. Oh, I love it. But I really like the party. And I, I like to go all in on the party. I so I guess Keith's not going to be sad this year when she doesn't come to Halloween. <laughs> I have like skulls. I'm the weirdo who took off literally the 29th of October through November 1st just so I could be at home to read spooky books, watch scary movies, and enjoy being in my sweatpants and the vibe of fall and Halloween for those like five days. (laughs) I love Halloween is the best. I'm I'm behind on my Disney Channel original Halloween movie rewatch. I've only watched Hocus Pocus. I need to get all the Halloween towns and twitches and zombies in before the end of the month. I don't watch any of those. Oh, I, I only that. watch Hocus Pocus. I was going to say, I, mean, I a- did have to watch Squid Games for <gasps> Halloween this year. How far? Like, I am two. Ep- I, don't spoil I am two episodes from the end, and I literally cried last night. Yes, I Rachel? knew exactly what the ending was going to be from the first episode. Like, what I, is that? It's a net. It's this it, terrible it's Korean. Like- Hunger, it's Hunger Games like times a million. It's like, like if you took Hunger Games and you mixed it with children's games, like red light, red light, green light, for example. Okay. You get a whole bunch of people. 456 of them. Who are in debt or in trouble in some way. And they were all invited to come to this place. And they were, when the, they're people, basically like kidnapped. Yeah, basically the people pick them up in a car and then gas them so they don't know where they're going. And then um It's for money. It's it's yeah. for money, but a lot of money. But when but it, when yeah. but when they do the I'll just tell you the first episode because it's, you know, 
It's not really it's a fiction. spoiler. It's fiction-ish. Because any, we don't really know. If, if, any, ish. if ish. any country was going to actually do it, it would probably be Korea. North Korea. <laughs> or North Korea. Yes. Jeez. So what happens is they, they, they begin the thing and they give them a chance to back out. They say, okay, if you don't want to participate, you can still leave at this point. Yeah, bye. So, <laughs> but but they no one leaves. No one leaves. Yeah, because they're all so deep in debt and they're all in trouble. The one, the one we did the math because I needed to know. So like the one character is it says he's six billion one yen in debt. Yeah, is yeah. it yen or no? It's, it's not yen. It's won. Oh, okay. Um, in debt, which is like three mil, three point five million, I think, is what I googled because I needed to know what that was in Gambling dollars. Debts. So he's like three, almost $4 million in debt gambling. So, so basically so, people are going to die anyway because the loan sharks are going to kill them. Right. So th- they, they play a game of red light, green light with this giant cartoon, cartoon character. little girl. Well, and she is actually motion like, sensor eyes. Yeah. And so it, when her head turns around. You have to freeze. For red light, you have to freeze. And if you don't totally freeze... You it did. shoots you dead and it's got like the creepiest song because it's in korean if you watch it in korean and she's like she's a well I, someone had the clip of the cast talking to like jimmy kimmel or somebody <laughs> jessica <laughs> and jessica's so trying to ca- call crawl so, insider like song, but i feel like it's real i feel like i don't know yeah it's, well and the, the the girl again the big statue with the eyes she's actually a well-known character in korea Really? Yeah, like she's like a character that they use in school for kids. There's a boy and a girl. Oh my god! So like it's totally a, probably yeah. worse. that's it made right? worse for Koreans, but yeah, yeah, um, yeah it's pretty freaky. There's a and funny everybody's raving about it. I had to kick people. I had to like leave my own office because my coworkers couldn't shut the hell up long enough for me to catch up. And I was like, ah, no spoilers. <laughs> so I had to leave my own office. I'm about to age myself here, but Garrett and I are like slowly making our way through all of the older slasher movies that we've never seen. Define older, Jessica. uh, Right at the 13th and uh, Nightmare on Elm Street and Halloween. Yeah, those are older. Chief, I will admit to being inspired by Final Girls support group to watch all of them. (laughs) That's right. Jessica's a horror fan as well. So we haven't, we couldn't make it through an October without having Jessica join us, even though she's Yay! terribly busy right now. <laughs> yes. Really? So we're very two excited. Two jobs, house building, and wedding I'm, planning. Wedding planning. Yep. Like, where's my Too much. Wedding? Too much. Uh, so. She just looked like a scarecrow. She was just. Jessica <laughs> mentioning older movies made me think of something. What? And this made me so feel so old this week somebody was on facebook and they were asking a question and i don't even remember what the question was now that's how crazy this was but they started it with i'm in i'm really in the mood to watch classic hollywood movies lately so the other day i watched never been kissed no and i was like Kill me. Kill me dead. Classic is like Casablanca, not never Exactly. Exactly. I was like, oh, like the first Sabrina or like black and white, whatever. And yeah. A wonderful life. I don't even remember what she wanted to know about that movie, but 
It's I'm already like drinking and say, I feel like I need to drink more. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, how can my kids? Uh, <laughs> Why are you drinking on a Saturday afternoon? Why not? It's without us. Without us. Me? No, Rachel's okay. actually drinking. Yo, yeah. Because <laughs> I pulled the rum out of the freezer and I said to Tom, why is the rum partially frozen? He's like, I don't know. I was like, yeah, well, at least the part that's not frozen is definitely alcohol. So. Oh, and oh. Jessica's, Jessica's got a, an adult beverage as well. What yeah, the hell? Dude. I feel like I'm late to the fucking party over here. I, I know. I want to drink. Like I said, this is my first weekend that I haven't worked. In three, Do you want, is, should we get a beverage? <sighs> I have no motive. Do I have any of my frozen Dear things? Dear God. <laughs> uh, I, bet I don't, don't, don't think so. I don't think so. No, I'm I good. Think so. I'm good. There's some. I wasn't paying there's attention. Some fruit fruit drinks in the either, and I was like, cooler out there. Yeah, I'm fine. All right. I'm too lazy to move. We'll just pretend there's like we're drinking. To the dog while I poured I'm just, the rum, and I was like, holy like, shit, that a drop. It. I mean, mine's just vodka now. You know what could make your rum freeze? Someone Either one, one, somebody's been watering your rum down, or two, it's really cheap fucking rum. That's really what it is. <laughs> Which means the oh. alcohol content that's listed on the bottle is probably not correct. Yeah, she doesn't have any teenagers that are watering down her booze. Yeah. Well, maybe, sure. maybe Tom's, Tom. trying, Tom's trying to hide a drinking problem. Nah, no. Tom drinks beer. <laughs> maybe one of your sisters, like, snuck in. Refilled <laughs> <laughs> re- 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 it. Olden days. Hey, let's take Rachel's rum. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I have to tell you guys what my dad did, because it's very funny. Uh-oh. <laughs> hey, uh, do you know that Chubbawamba song? I the, love that song. I, I get knocked down. I get knocked, knocked down. down. And, and I, I get, get up again. Pub something. But I came up the other day, and you know, it's like, I got a, I got a whiskey drink and a vodka, vodka drink. drink. Got a cider drink and yeah, a vodka drink. drink. I came home, and he had had, like, a Dos Equis and a Strongbow. And he was like, I'm halfway. I have to have a whiskey drink and a vodka drink. <laughs> So he went and got a whiskey drink and a vodka drink and then went to D&D with my little brother. Oh, my God. I mean, that is pretty much it genius the right there. It, it pretty much is. I don't know why no one's thought that through before. It's my dad. <laughs> I love your dad so much, Jessica. I miss him. Tell him hi he for does. me. Will do. I love him, too. He's funny. You know the best part of sitting His in Bonnie's collection seat? is growing. His what collection? His kilt collection. Oh. Nice. I love a man in a kilt. Don't tell your dad I said that, though, because that's creepy. <laughs> you know, the best part of sitting in Bonnie's seat is the power strips not under my feet, so I don't have to worry about turning this whole thing off. Yeah, I can I stretch to, my legs out. I need to move that. I really do. Uh, so now we have to go through the weird decision-making of deciding who goes first. Who's Bonnie? I th- Jessica just, should be Bonnie. Can Bonnie she, yeah, I can go first. Jessica okay. can be Bonnie. So, so we might as well begin, begin with a true horror fan. We'll ease into <laughs> horror. Yes. Well, I am reviewing a children's book. So, I mean, because I never okay. read it as a kid. And so I want to. All right. So I'm going to talk about Coraline by Neil Gaiman because I just love it. It's so fun. Um, I read it because I love Neil Gaiman and I've never read that or the graveyard book growing up. I just never did because I was terrified of everything horror until I hit like 21 for some reason. Um, uh, so the story is about a little girl who there's a door in their, uh, their flat. 
and it opens up into a brick wall. And then one day she opens the door and it's no longer a brick wall. And she goes into this other world where there are like facsimiles of her mom and dad that have button eyes, which if anybody's seen Coraline, you know the button eye thing. That is creepy and, as hell, just as a side really <laughs> I love Coraline. I've not read the book, but I loved the movie. I think one of my favorite, I'm going to get, I'm probably going to get this wrong. I can't remember if it's from Coraline or if it's from the graveyard book now, but it's like, um, fairy trails are more true not because they tell you dragons are real but they ch- because they tell you that dragons can be slain and i just oh, loved it so much i was like that's a great life. quote i have it on written on my desk now awesome um, and so she goes in this world and it's everything that her world isn't so it's not like she's neglected or anything at home it's just she's always she's bored and she's on summer break and is wanting you know to have adventure and so it's so she goes into this other world where she's got the clothes that she wants that her mom will let her buy and the toys that she doesn't have and all this stuff Mm. and but it's just not quite real and it's like run by the other mother and they really want Coraline to stay there's a lot of it's creepy it's but it's a great like intro to horror for kids I think and like eventually you know her parents get she has to figure out how to save everyone from the other mother and it's all about how brave and adventurous and clever Coraline is to figure out how to beat the other mother so she can go back to the real world and it's it's good it's so fun I gotta tell you <laughs> the reason that you know that the book really did creep me out but it, it creeped me out too. I don't remember what year it was that that movie was coming out and I was I was reading that book I stopped reading it because Dylan is adopted and that whole other mother theme and that whole, mm-hmm. I don't know, it, I couldn't even finish reading it as an adult. Mm-hmm. Just that whole. It was definitely creepy. Just beyond creepy for me. I, I couldn't do it. It was definitely scary. And the other mother is terrifying. And she rules this world. And pretty much the only way that Coraline can get out and survive this and everything that she loves and all the things is by outsmarting the person who literally manipulates the matter in this other world. You know? And so it's very interesting. Well, I guess that's, I'm going to have to read that book. Kind of a starter, a starter into horror for younger, younger kids (laughs) or not, or, you know, a mother like me, whose son was adopted. Uh, It's a little (laughs) freaky. I got to admit, you know, some of, some of your fears about, you know, the birth parents showing up and all that kind of business sort of plays into there a little bit, too. It's it's very disturbing. Just saying. And it's great. It's it's an and it's a Neil Gaiman book. And so all of the writing and the imagery is just like fantastic. I think it's just a, it's great. Awesome. So title and artist. again. Yeah, that was Coraline by Neil Gaiman. And my favorite thing about it other than everything else is that in the real world, everyone gets her name wrong and they call her Carolyn and she gets really mad about it. (laughs) Sort of like Martha and Marsha. I say it really pissed off about that. I still get called Jennifer half the time. It was the Brady Bunch years. Oh yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Nobody ever called me Martha. It was just Marsha and I hated it, which is why my nickname exists with my family. The. The. So I would say Martha, not oh. Marsha, Martha. All right. Who wants to go? Keith, I think, right? Are we going to 
Do you want to do it that way? You want to go Keith next? She's got a really, really serious <laughs> horror book. Holy shit. I feel really bad for Keith because I don't think she enjoyed this. She didn't. <laughs> nope. I, she got bullied into the whole thing and now she's really it's, no rethinking was, her choice life choices. I was fine. Mr. Keith suggested this book to me and he had not read it. Uh. So I read um, My Heart Is a Chainsaw by Stephen Graham Jones. First off, I didn't know anything about Stephen Graham Jones. It's just a name to me. If I had known some of the other books he had written, I probably would have realized that this book was not going to be my cup of tea. <laughs> I mean, just by the title, it sounds not like well, your cup of tea. Okay, so Mr. Keith was not wrong. This book, the first like three quarters of the book, I thought were very, very interesting because this book is about a girl named Jade. She's like, she's 17, I think, and she's half Indian. And she lives in this very, very small town where everybody knows everyone and no one new ever comes. And there is and there is an island across this body of water that is uninhabited because it is an it, it used to be an Indian reservation or a place where the indigenous people lived. But now all these really rich people have come and they're going to develop on the land. So her first thought is wow, she loves everything horror. She knows everything about slasher films, every slasher film. So it's very, um, it's very technical for a long time because she, every chapter starts with her writing a paper in school about what slasher films are and why this is a slasher. And this, like, she makes a very compelling case for why Jaws is a slasher film. Hmm. I mean, I mean there's a lot of more. Like, <laughs> She should have a PhD in horror, actually. I say there's a um, lot of murder and gore. I, my vote, yes. Hmm. Yeah, so, I mean, she, so she talks about, and she talks about the final girl. Um, and I've, I've, wa- I've watched enough movies because my husband is very into horror. And the cheesier the horror, the better. So I've watched enough movies that, I know what the what the script is, and that was what this girl is very into. So she's convinced because these rich people are coming and they're like digging up the indigenous people's land that there's going to be a slasher that comes, like, and her life is going to become a slasher movie. So one of the girls who moves in is the perfect final girl. So she's trying to teach her all the things the final girl has to know because this girl knows nothing about horror movies. So throughout the entire book, she keeps trying to tell people, she's like, okay, there's going to be a slasher cut that's going to come to town. And this is what y'all are going to need to do to survive. But no one's taking her seriously because that's stupid. Right. Mm -hmm. So Honestly, a lot of the reviews were people who did not like the first three quarters of the book. I liked that part. <laughs> it was the part when the actual murders started happening. And oh. it was insane. Yeah. Ugh. 
All right. If that's you have a weak stomach, if you have a weak constitution, if you don't like reading about really descriptive murders, you probably shouldn't read this book because I literally <laughs> sobbed at the end because I was so traumatized by the description. I just love that Keith's Jessica, traumatizing Jessica's this? laughing hysterically. No, I just, <laughs> I was just picturing Keith reading this and just being like, Putting it in the freezer like Joey. Like, <laughs> Sorry, Keith. I'm not laughing if at I, your pain. No, if I had a physical copy, I would have burned it at the end and then saged my house. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's a really high praise for people who like really. So, I mean, the thing is, it was written really well. And if you like that sort of book, holy crap, this was amazing i don't ever want to read it again or anything like it because wow there was no happy ever after which is pretty much what i'm after in a book yeah there's not a lot of happy ever after in i feel like next year we just need to let keith read like an autumn themed book (laughs) you know what well i I read a thriller last week that was fine like it was about serial killers and I was like, oh, okay, I'm okay with that. It's it's the it's the Friday the thirteenth of it all that Yeah. I start going, What? I told her <laughs> that she happening? could read that she could read uh romance novels thinly disguised as horror. That's fine. <laughs> so, so give yeah, us it, give us title and artist of this bad boy. And for those people that who was really My like- Heart is a Chainsaw by Stephen Graham Jones. And if you really like slasher films, this is the perfect book for you because you will totally Jessica's will totally, totally get in. all the references and I then you'll have your hold. own slasher fest at the end. Yep. Jessica's in. And I honestly, our little ginger, I'm on hold as well to be, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> that ginger hair lulls you into a false sense of security. She looks so innocent. And then deep she's down, deep down. She's dark. <laughs> I really like horror. It's so much fun for me. It's all, it's that red hair. Yep. Audiobook I, is already on scribed. If anybody is on oh. that, like that's how I listen to it. Garrett has it. I'll check. All right. Let's move right down the line, Rachel. Well, I don't normally get to say this, but I'm going to go ahead and bring the room up a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) That never, ever, ever happened. Never. (laughs) It never does. So thank you, Keith. You're welcome. (laughs) Um, So keeping with my... um, tradition this month which is reviewing books that i've gotten from book of the month um i'm going to be reviewing pretty little wife by darby kane there's definitely uh, i would say a bit of horror aspect to it but i can't tell you how without giving away the end so i'm not going to do that but this book is centered around a lady named Lila. And the beginning of it kind of reminded me of Behind Closed Doors by B.A. Paris, for anybody who's read that. So I sort of felt like it was kind of those vibes going in. And then everything just went downhill in the most spectacular way possible. And the husband goes missing and enter this extremely savvy detective and Lila herself is extremely cunning and clever as well. So it's almost throughout this whole book, this tennis match between she and this female detective, um, which is actually a lot of fun. That was one of the things I loved about the book the most. 
I'm not sure that I, through this book, I didn't necessarily 100% like everybody, but I didn't 100% dislike everybody. So it really kind of keeps you in sort of a morally ambiguous space with things. Um, and <clears throat> for as long as it was, it actually moved really, really quickly. Um, I've read, I think, The Nothing Man, who some of the fans on the page have referenced really liking. Um, and it was, or no, I'm sorry, that was a different author. But this is very similar to um, to that sort of pacing, if you liked that. Um, a lot of twists and turns, and the ending is, was definitely a shock, a surprise. And it does have some twisted, murdery, other type things woven in, but you have to pay attention and look for them. But I actually gave it a four and a half out of five. Whoa. So, wow. <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. This is like the second or third book I've read by Darby Kane, and I do. I really like it. Yeah, like I said, I gave it a four and a half out of five. Might be my favorite book of the year. Who knows? But again, that was Pretty Little Wife by Darby Kane. I thought you say wife or life? Wife. 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 Yep. Yeah, I do. I love Darby Kane and Sherry Lapina and um, Sandra Brown. Because mm. uh -huh. Sandra Brown does like the mystery stuff, but then she has the romance side in there. So, yeah. I love her. <laughs> yep. Rachel's books always like scare me on like a real life level. Yes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes. Everybody's I had to come, I had to come <laughs> Everybody is scared about different things. And I yeah. think that's why this is the way they the way that we do this is cool because not everybody is afraid of the same thing. So in another odd twist of fate, I'm gonna bring the room back down. Do it. Yay! <laughs> we have switched roles today. So I am reviewing In the Garden of Spite by Camilla Bruce. And this book is about a lady with several names. She starts off, we meet her, she's little Brenhild in Norway. Then she moves to the U.S. She gets married. She becomes uh, Belle Sorensen. Then I'll circle back. But then we get to her last name that you will know well if you are a true crime fan. Then we get Belle Gunnis. So she has several names throughout this book. So we'll just call her Belle for sake of not losing our minds. So Belle when she's in Norway, we meet her when she's little Brenhild because her older sister is big Brenhild. They have the same name. So one's big and one is little. We just roll with it. So she is kind of like odd to begin with. I will say there, there's a trigger warning for, for some violence at the beginning, but all the way through, but particularly the beginning of her time in Norway, I would say trigger warning for asshole men would be the best description <laughs> for it. Um, okay, so there's not really any spoiler because Bill Gunnis is a real person. Bell Gunnis is a real person who most of us probably know what happens to her in the end. But this is not a nonfiction. This is a novel about her life. I was anticipating um, a nonfiction and I was here for it. And then I started reading and realized like, oh, it's actually a novel. It's actually a non... It's a historical fiction telling of her life. Um so she uh, ends up um, hooking up with the son of the farmer that she works for. Um, she gets pregnant and he's having none of that. Um, so he pretty much beats her almost to death. And I won't go into the gore because there's more gore there than that. But I'll let you read it for yourself. Because um, it was rough for a couple of chapters. So she then moves to the U.S. 
And before she moves, the son mysteriously dies. Mysteriously. Mysteriously <laughs> dies. And she is conveniently the one who brings him his nightcap every night. That's not suspicious at all. No, not suspicious. So the whole town's kind of like, maybe. And so she's like, peace out. I'm going with my sister to Chicago. So we, she goes to Chicago, moves in with Nellie, which is big Brenhild. And she wants to marry and like better her life and get out of her sister's house. And she's not really helpful to her sister. Her sister thought she'd be more helpful. She's not. She's kind of selfish. Um, so she meets Mr. Sorensen who has a nice house and she puts up with him for a little while. Uh, and then she tries to open like a shop that doesn't really go well. It may or may not have been burned down by her for insurance money. Her husband, first husband, uh, may or may not have been poisoned. We're not sure this. It sounds more comical than it is, but this is real. Like she was a real person. If you're a true crime fan, you know, Belle Gunness. So then she moves to LaPorte, Indiana. Cause all of Chicago was like, that bitch just keeps lighting shit on fire and killing everybody she's married to. Like what in the hell? So she moves and, um, they think she had kind of a partner in the book. He's a very fleshed out character. Like the author kind of took liberties with this partner. She made him more of like her confidant, but like, we don't know that he actually existed. Mm. It's kind of like the guy she should have married. Cause they're both freaking crazy. Like the couple from hell. Mm. So Is he a real person too. No, he, they yeah. not as he's written in the book. Okay. They think she probably had someone who helped her do a lot of the things that she did. Um, but there's no like specific person that he plays in this story. So he basically starts sending her suitors, right? Supposable suitors. Cause she needs to remarry because husband number two, uh, also mysteriously dies from a blunt force trauma to the head by like a pepper grinder, basically meat grinder. Meat grinder. It's a meat grinder. <laughs> grinder yeah. holy crap the meat grinder the, stupidest weapon ever. <laughs> the meat grinder jumped off the shelf and murdered him is what the story she's sticking to <laughs> um so now she's now she's bill gunnett bell Gunness, and she needs more money and so this guy supposedly sends her suitors and she tells him like hey make sure you bring all your money with you <laughs> and they're all like yes ma'am and they show up at the farm um like it's no big deal and and then they just mysteriously disappear overnight mm. and she she has three she's adopted slash kidnapped kind of <laughs> some children along the way that she's raised um because she couldn't have her own and it's just it's a really fascinating story and reading it as a novel was really kind of fun because you she got to take some liberties of making you almost at times like feel bad for Belle because you're like man she had like the worst life and like maybe if this hadn't happened she wouldn't have turned into a serial killer of the worst kind <laughs> and then other times you're like this bitch is crazy like she's just like she just takes out like personal ads and is like come be my husband, but make sure you take out all your life insurance first. <laughs> and like, no one questioned it. Um, it's not, I, I don't know if it's necessarily a, it might be, if you've not heard bell Gunness, don't listen to this, but, uh, <laughs> the end is basically like all the things go wrong and she's going to get caught. And in real life, that's a, what happened. And she, there supposedly kills herself. Somehow someone kills her. 
and they find the house on fire and her and the kids are like dead in the basement. Jesus. But her body is headless. Yeah, I know. So there's a conspiracy that uh, Jessica and I've already discussed and we believe um, <laughs> that that was like a body double and that Belle actually got away. So she's still alive and still killing. She'd be 200 years old, but yes. She's chilling. So there's some theory that like Belle Gunness actually got away with it, that she was able to like get a, like pick a random person off the street that was tall enough to be her and whatever, whatever. Um, but they said that like, they felt like the woman in the basement was too thin and too short to be Belle. So there was always this underlying question if Belle Gunness actually got away or if Belle Gunness was actually dead. But she's a fascinating serial killer to read about, especially because she just didn't care. Like, she just killed everybody. Um, so, yes. So I highly recommend this book. I gave it four and a half stars. I loved it. It was fun. And that was In the Garden of Spite by Camilla Bruce. Awesome. All right. Now, let's go somewhere else. Because it wouldn't be it wouldn't be right if I read something normal. Are we in space? No, we're not in space this time. And actually, this this particular choice of mine is fairly tame. I'm going to review something that is considered a horror classic hmm. by some people, even though it was written in the 80s. I had never heard of it, and I have been haunting some of the Facebook page the Facebook horror pages to see if I could find some undiscovered gems. And I found this one. It's called The Elementals by Michael McDowell. I also was lucky enough to get a copy of it on audio, which is read by one of my favorite narrators, R.C. Bray. He does a fantastic job and I love everything he's ever read. So at its very core, this is sort of a haunted house novel. I know, I don't usually like haunted house novels, but really it kind of is. It takes place on the Alabama shore and it, the main character is a 12-year-old girl whose father grew up going to this summer houses, these beach houses, but there are three houses right together and she's never been there before, but it's the kind of place where you have to go and you're there for a while. I don't know whether the tide determines, I think it's the tide determines that you can't leave once you're there for a while, or I don't know how that works. But, but there are three houses, and as when he was a little kid, he would go there in the summertime with his family. But now... She's never been there before, the 12-year-old, and now all of a sudden they go there. But I think probably the reason that I will recommend this book is the creepy factor was so incredibly high that one of the houses, the third house, is, is like this looming uh, secret. You know it's not a good place. They're always avoiding talking about it. She asks questions about it, of course, but she's not getting any answers and she's a 12-year-old girl. So, of course, she has to go poking around in there to see what's <laughs> up. And if you go around the front side of the house, you can see that the sand dunes have actually begun to creep into it. It's being swallowed whole by the sand. And so she wants to, she wants to see what's up. So she, no. so she goes up the sand dune and she looks in the window 
and she sees who knows what she sees is it a ghost or is it something worse it's always worse I'm telling you, it was a, that was one creepy ass fucking book. I don't usually get creeped out by, by that sort of thing, but it was really well written, incredibly well written. So if you like the haunted house style books, I would recommend this one because it doesn't have a, an, ex, an excess of gore or anything really extreme in it. It's just the, Oh God, it just made my skin crawl. I don't know what it is about. Uh, he just did a really good job of writing it. So, so does the whole thing go around the creepy house with the sand dune? Like it does okay, pretty gotcha. much. I mean, the whole thing is, you know, she's there with her fam, with her dad and their, um, his, her dad's growing up, his maid, an older black woman who's been there for years and, and so you get, you know, there's a little bit of the relationship stuff going on and whatnot, but the, most of the book revolves around the third house. Hmm. What's in it, what isn't in it, what could be in it, and whether they will actually leave from that. Hey, Martha, I have to tell you. What? When you said if you're into the haunted house element, one of Garrett's rocks fell off the shelf. I saw you jump. <laughs> <laughs> I saw you like jump away. <laughs> she just froze up, Jess. Now she's frozen. Her house really is haunted. And she froze up with a like a scared like That's freaking hilarious. We had to take a picture of that. She has to see that. <laughs> Come back to us. Yeah, I find that absolutely absolutely hilarious. It really was a good book though. I There she's I back. can't believe that I didn't find it before now i think that's the biggest surprise for me because i love scary books i love horror and this was never on my radar i had never heard of it before hmm. and now all of a sudden i discover this hidden gem it's like the best thing ever that is exciting <laughs> when you find like a I backlist know. book that you just love i know so it was called the elementals the elementals by the way that's the sand by Michael McDowell and Jessica looked genuinely freaked out because of <laughs> a falling rock. Okay. And then as soon as I told you about that, I got kicked off the zoom. I know. I, back in. I know. And we, t I took your what picture. <laughs> I took your picture because you had your hands up and you had a scared look on your face. And that's where we left you. <laughs> it was very <laughs> creepy. The ghost was not you know, happening. I mentioned haunted house and it was like, <laughs> oh my god. Is, is your house buried uh on top of a hidden burial ground jessica um uh, uh, all no of oklahoma is well, probably yeah. a burial ground oh. oh puppy accurate who's that that's sky that's mine and garrett's puppy hi, hi sky. sky i had to get down here and cuddle when, hi, we're, when oh, her ears like twitched when you said when we said her name and then she was like no we need to talk about something else that I can post as a picture because if I post that meat face, <laughs> I already was unhappy about the spider being our big. It can be worse. Thumbnail last week it is. Horrible. It could be another form of meat. <laughs> well, we could put. I could send you the picture of Jessica. Yeah, use the, the scary frozen Jessica picture. 
And you'll have oh. to say something about uh, Rachel li- leaving the room because she was so scared, which she <laughs> she didn't, but... She ran away. <laughs> there is a big-ass spider crawling across the floor now. I don't know. What is wrong to- with your house? I, it's Garrett's house. It is. It's on a burial ground. Yeah. Holy Dude. shit, that's a big spider. No, what is it. that? Does it have know. babies on its back? I don't know. Get up close. I'm not going to go over there. Get up close, <laughs> Jess. Run no. away, run away. I think we had a really good um, wide swath of different things today. Since there are five of us, I think we probably accomplished what we set out to do. Oh, she's wearing sod poodles. What? Yes, I am. That's my favorite picture that I post. That weird sod poodle. Thing. <laughs> oh, I forgot about the sod poodle. The sod poodles crack me up. I forgot and you know about that. I'm going back and looking at the Patreon stuff for Patreon. Did you put that episode up? Not yet. Oh, okay. Because I need to get some more episodes ready. But what, I, what I'm doing is I'm taking all the stuff that I cut out, not all the stuff, clearly. There's some stuff I cut out for a really good reason. <laughs> Like when we talk about people behind their back. Don't even. <laughs> because I had, I had a lot of self-control right now. with. <laughs> I'm just giving you shit. We Posting. haven't talked about Vonnie yet. Talking about people. We haven't even uh-huh. talked about Vonnie. She's I know. gone. Shit, why have we not talked about Vonnie at all? I'm not going down. Vonnie will find me and kill me. <laughs> I think we all know better than to talk about Vonnie behind her back. I mean, she will no, hunt us it's down like Vonnie by was one. here today because we brought the room down so badly all by ourselves. We, <laughs> we had the be most. Proud. <laughs> yes, she would she be proud. I know. We're be. taking up her torch, her mantle. <laughs> Yay, us. Except for, I don't have anything super inappropriately funny to, to add to the podcast today. No, but I don't either. Damn it. But come on, Rachel. Can you pull a, a punch a punchline out of your out of your ass to like bring the funny. I feel like Vonnie's just cussing at us listening to this week's podcast like those bitches didn't even talk They're about the fact that I'm not there without me god damn it we did talk about her we said she was at a wedding oh we did yeah, yeah. we did I don't know my weekend is kind of a downer that's why I'm like drinking because I had to listen to some horrific horrific ongoing and current history just all oh. kinds of abusive shit. Oh, Jesus. That's a You live a horror novel every day, Rachel. Hey, I live in a safe, comfortable house with a husband who doesn't abuse me. So oh, that's wow. true. Yeah, that yeah. to be a lot worse. That's yes. true. But I'm trying to think if anything funny has happened. I'm trying to think if I've I went seen... and saw Nitro Circus yesterday. You went and saw what? Nitro Circus. What the hell what the is hell's that? Nitro Circus. So it's like. Monster skateboarding trucks? and BMX and motorcycle motocross, like flames oh. and just dangerous shit. I <laughs> like totally was... did not have you pegged as an X no. Games type of gal, <laughs> Rachel. They had some X Games winners in there. They had an X Games gold medalist and silver medalist. And wow. oh, and I love like the Jackass movies because all those boys are like skateboarders and BMXers. Hmm. That's oh, I never heart. pegged you never. as somebody who loved the Jackass movies. Do you do, oh, you, do. do you, and, you and Tom in your spare time get go in your backyard and put firecrackers in your ass and light them on fire? We don't. Yeah, that's what you can pull out of your ass. I'll tell you what. <laughs> if, 
if Tom was a skateboarder or a BMXer or rode motocross. Wow. <laughs> we learned something new about Rachel today. She likes them dangerous boys. She does. <laughs> she likes that adrenaline rush. Well, Rachel. Tony Hawk, watch out. <laughs> I do. I have a feeling I know what Tom's getting for Christmas, some skateboarding <laughs> lessons. <laughs> and on that note, that's going to do it for Three, Three Book, Book Girls. Girls. Can't get enough of Three Book Girls? Check them out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Follow them on TikTok, YouTube, and check out their website at threebookgirls.com. And join the group, Three Book Girls Tribe, on Facebook. If you really love them, share the podcast with a friend or join them at one of their live events. Three Book Girls, a Steel Trap production.